1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibing It. Thanks for being here. We are very excited to introduce you to today's guest and the topic being wealth magnetism, wealth embodiment, all things wealth, because we've done several conversations about manifesting more money and abundance and having a more prosperous attitude and mindset, but wealth, I feel like the word itself has a certain depth and weight to it, and it feels nice. So I really wanted to dive into this with Miss Jamie because she is the Slay Coach, otherwise known as Mama Slay, and she herself has built over a $1 million company, and it's growing, and she's growing, and she's awesome, and she's here to teach everyone how to do this stuff. So Jamie, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and talk about
0: one of my favorite things. Yes, we are talk about. Excited to dive into this. I want to talk about first and foremost for those that maybe are being introduced to you for the first time. Um, let's get your origin story. Where did you, where do you come from? Who are you, and what makes you like thrive? I guess. <laughs> well, if you looked at me, you would
2: not think that I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, barefoot and pregnant <laughs> at 19. <laughs> I do not fit in in Kentucky. Um, So I am, my origin story is I'm a beauty school dropout. I have no formal education. I learned business in corporate America. I also learned business from a very powerful woman in the restaurant industry. I worked in restaurant management for years before I had a baby. And then I got pregnant, didn't want to do the restaurant thing anymore. I got pregnant at 19 and I was like, well, can't do hair because I have metal in my back and that hurts. And okay, I don't want to do the restaurant thing anymore, because you work 60 hours a week for 30k a year, because I have a baby now. So each step led me to, then I got the corporate job, did the quote unquote, responsible thing, because that's what you do when you're from Kentucky, you get married, you buy the house, I got engaged to the wrong person, just because we had a baby together. And I was like, why am I in this abusive relationship? And then I bought my first house at 21. Cause I was like, that's what you do when you're a mom now, you know, like I wasn't going out to bars and I definitely had a slut phase at 23 when I left <laughs> my ex.
0: Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> Let's be honest. I had like a six month I'm single for the first time since being legally able to drink. And <laughs> there was, there was a phase there, but I had my daughter quit the restaurant business, which I learned from a very powerful restaurateur, female owned business. And she taught me how to lead and she taught me how to train people. And she taught me how to be a good boss. And then I did the corporate America thing and worked my way up the the um, call center channel. So I started in a call center for a major wow. fortune 75 company and, you know, entry level position, 30 K a year. And I applied 17 times to that job. Wow. 17 times because it was the, it's the big corporation here in Kentucky. It's, it's called Humana. I mean, it's a major insurance company all across the country and it's a major comp- employer here. And I was like, I've got to get on, I've got to get on, they have benefits, I got to leave the restaurant industry. <laughs> and so I did that, finally got on, worked my way up off the phones in like nine months. And then four, four years into that business, that career, I was managing a call center of 500 people. I had 22 supervisors, two operations managers, and... I revamped call centers. I came in there. and I did the shaking hands and kissing babies thing, which, you know, in Corona, you can't do anymore. Kiss babies or shake hands, <laughs> <laughs> but I went to my call centers and I gave them the kick in the ass and the love that they needed. And I, I took the worst performing call centers and turned them into the best performing call centers by loving the people, by nurturing the leaders there, by giving a fuck about what they wanted, by caring about them. And so I was the youngest and I was much hated because I didn't run the conventional corporate rules. Like I didn't do the spreadsheets or the data or show up for the right meetings, or I didn't care. I was, I cared about my people and how they perform and I cared about how they felt and I loved on them instead of worrying about all the the, the, the silly stuff that I think goes on the busy work that goes on in a lot of the corporate world. And then I had my son Um, So I was successful with that, had my son, didn't want to travel 20 weeks out of the year anymore. So I told my husband, what the fuck? I can't, I'm crying in an airport bathroom, pumping my tits, saying, I can't do this anymore. I had just dropped off my newborn with a stranger. He was 12 weeks old. And I got on a plane and head to North Carolina. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? And my public speaking background comes from corporate America and training and education comes from corporate America. And then I started network marketing. I jumped into the beach body coach thing and I outwardly looked very successful with that. I was on the market council for the state of Kentucky. I was a top rank that nobody cares about unless you're in that company. You wouldn't fucking know what I'm talking about, but, but I was in like the top 1% of the company, but I was only making like 30 to 60 K a year. So it wasn't like rolling in the dough, you know what I mean? But I was able to stay home and I learned online marketing and sales, whereas I had learned business management in corporate America. So people kept coming to me saying, can you help me with my business? I know you have so much business background. Can you help me? And I was like, okay, if the universe keeps sending me all these people that want my help, why am I not charging for this? Why am I not doing this work? Well, a lovely old imposter syndrome. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I had imposter syndrome that said, you can't do that. You've only made $60,000 in your beach buddy business. No one cares. You're not successful enough. And, and so I put off doing that for a whole year. I wanted to, I looked at hiring coaches and I was like, no, you're not successful enough. You can't do that. And then my daughter got infantile scoliosis. My, my third baby, my four month old at the time, this was three years ago. She, we couldn't, my upline in network marketing started a GoFundMe. And that's the most humbling experience ever. When, you know, someone says, here's your handout. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I was grateful. and I, And I'm, I received the money and I was super grateful and it went towards her medical bills. And I was like, is this my life? People are starting GoFundMe's for me because I can't pay my daughter's medical bills. I'm choosing my daughter's hospital that we go to based on the free hospital or the one like we were either between because no one in Louisville treats infantile scoliosis. So we had to go to Cincinnati or Lexington. And, and I was looking at doctors based on oh well if we go to shriners everything's a charity based donation based there so we'll go to shriners i was like great man. he ended up being the better doctor anyway so it wasn't like we were out of luck you know i wasn't like picking some like you know backwoods you know what i mean like yeah sketchy doctor he was the best doctor for her but that was not my life and so i was like i have to launch this business i've been wanting to do i wanted to create networking events for women that weren't business owners yet, because if you go to Tuesdays Together or Creative Mornings or um, what's another like really big name, I don't fucking know, you know what I mean? All those like Mm -hmm. fancy networking events that are like, it felt very exclusive for people that had a business because if you didn't have a business yet, you don't have a business card you're going to feel like you're not included. You're going to feel like you're not a part of this club. If you're just a creative who wants to start a business, where can I go and learn? And so that's when the slay coach and the Chardonnay and slay events were created. It was out of I have to launch this business cuz no one's creating a charity case for me ever again. <laughs> and and then that was 3 years ago this month. Last week actually. So
0: happy anniversary I know We crossed a wow. million
2: dollars in our second year and soon to be multiple million and it keeps growing. So I retired my husband after about a year, brought wow. him home to run the company and he had a six figure corporate salary and now he runs the show. So,
0: wow. There you I go. so, I'm like, so with you when you say like, that's what you do in where I'm from. I'm from Michigan. So different accent, but same deal. <laughs> like yeah. Same you idea. Feel. You you get married young, you have kids young, you buy the house, you get a job in insurance. I can't tell you.
1: That. <laughs> it's either
0: insurance or it's either insurance or pampered chef. I feel like that's oh what they God. do. <laughs> it's the only two. <laughs> I love my family. I'm so sorry, but it's true. It really is because I think, I mean, before I moved to LA when I was 20 because I just couldn't stay. I knew from a young age I was supposed to get out, and I was like, I'm still so happy that I did just because there's so much more. <laughs> in the world that we don't even pay attention to we don't even look at we don't even think about opening to it because it's not what you do right so where where are you now i'm in now i'm in vegas because my husband's job moved us um Uh, but i'm in like a suburb in vegas my friend was visiting us recently and she goes your house does not look like a Vegas house. And I go, I don't know what that yep. means, but thank you. <laughs> she goes, it doesn't look deserty at all. And now, like, I understand the aesthetic. So when I say, like, it doesn't look like Vegas where I live, it kind of doesn't because it's a little bit more greener. What part? It's, it's, like, north, like, 35, 40 minutes from the Strip. So you can't so really. The
2: last, last place I traveled pre-shutdown was Vegas. I had. Really? Client. My marketing director just left Vegas uh, like two months ago, and I had like three clients in Vegas. I love Cafe Lola. I love <laughs> Cafe Lola all the time. Actually, our coffee shop we're opening is based off of, inspired by Cafe Lola. How
1: funny.
0: So
1: wow. I'm,
2: Vegas is, I am a small town, big town girl, and Vegas is the closest city I've ever found to match what Louisville is. Louisville's wow. actually quite, quite bigger, but because Vegas is tourist mostly, but. Mm-hmm but vegas is the only town i've ever been to where they say where did you go to high school
0: <laughs> i'm like we all ask that here it's i not know where right you go to
1: college totally
0: where did you go to high school <laughs> where, where which high school did you go to yeah that's so funny um but i love that you do come from i mean you, you your background is so colorful you've done so many things that didn't necessarily vibe with you that didn't really work for you that you were like uh changing course, eh, changing course, don't like this. And I think that's great because we don't do that enough. We don't like give ourselves permission to change our mind or to move toward what feels better. And I will say as a mom of three kids, I know the feeling of changing course because you don't want to give your baby to a stranger. Like that is the reason I'm a hypnotherapist and sitting in this chair, because I decided that I didn't want a stranger to raise my kid eight hours a day and go back to 60 hour work weeks doing something I did not want to do. So I think that we, you and I need to shout that from the rooftops more. And I think that you're doing a great job of doing that. Like you get to decide, you get to change your mind.
2: I love that you brought that up because the real story here about that is we have to stop demonizing the pivot. Yes. We have to stop demonizing quitting as if it were failing. Like sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is quit, is set a boundary for yourself to quit something that is not energetically serving you and stop putting our energy and weight into making it mean something that it doesn't. Um, I had this story of, well, you're ADD, you can't stick with anything for very long. And here I am, three years later, still doing the same fucking thing and loving it every day. So, sorry, you are to put an explicit on this. I'm sure you knew oh, that. All, all of like our episodes. You're good. <laughs> if it's not the
0: guest, it's Kelsey. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, my people. We
2: have, like we have to stop demonizing when people change their fucking mind. Like, yeah. you're allowed to change your mind a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like until you find, like, keep fucking changing your mind and not making it mean. I used to make it mean. Well. That's just you. You quit. You're ADD. You're lazy. You never stick with anything long enough. You quit. Stop putting that onto your identity because it's not true. Now, if you're quitting because it's hard and you don't want to push yourself and you're like being challenged emotionally or energetically to, to, to do more or show up more, that's different. But if it's because you genuinely fucking hate it and it's not you anymore, like give yourself permission and own it own it unapologetically. Like, this is not for me and I don't care what you think. I'm done. Like, and move on.
1: Yeah. And I liked how in your story, you went through all the different chapters and explained, this is what I learned from this one. And this is why I learned from this one. And this is what I gained from this one, because <laughs> it's never a waste. It's never in vain. It's just sometimes we stay a little too long and we don't listen to that nudge yeah. of like, oh, this isn't for me anymore. Time to move on, you know? So I think that's really great. And everyone listening to your story, like pay attention to that part. Like it didn't just happen overnight. Uh, She went through all these different courses to learn what she needed to learn to become this person, to be able to manifest this life.
2: Yeah, I mean, everything, and we can talk about wealth too in a second, but like everything Mm -hmm. that led up to this moment was the bracelets I sold that I made at home at age 10 that I sold at school to friends. Like the lemonade stand that I had when I was a kid, it all was leading up to, to me being where I am, you can't always see it in the moment. And do you have any listeners or working a nine to five still, or?
1: Yes, yeah, do. for sure.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. So here's the biggest piece of information or, so I don't know if you guys follow the Champagne Diet, Kara So she's one of my best friends. That's who I was just talking to right mm. before I got on here. And she was also one of my mentors and we kind of mentored each other throughout the years. And she did the corporate thing for a long time. And she was like, girls, why are you so shameful or hard on yourself for still being in your corporate job? It is polishing you. It yeah. is molding you. It is teaching you. And there's so much talk around like that whole, there's a whole brand built around screw the nine to five. And I'm like, yeah, screw the nine to five. But also if you've decided that this is, I'm not energetically ready to leave this yet. Soak up every ounce of polishing or molding or education or experience that you can find ways to learn new skills in corporate America that might serve your new business that you're starting because when you can be grateful for your current situation if you can't leave it yet if you believe that you can't leave it i believe anyone can leave anything but <laughs> but if you feel like you can't leave yet then how can you be grateful and soak up and learn because honestly why i blew up so quickly it wasn't just my network marketing experience Why I blew up in the coaching world so quickly is because I did the legwork in my restaurant business. Mm -hmm. I used my experience as evidence of why I'm a big fucking deal. I used my public speaking experience in corporate America as why I was able to host events and speak to thousands of women in person. And I was like, no, wait, that's what helped me get over my imposter syndrome was looking back at my entire life's experience and saying, oh my God, all of this is why I'm better than everyone else out here (laughs) doing Mm -hmm. this work. So look at your life. Your life is your, your best testimonial, your best resume is not just your jobs, but like your life experience.
0: And when you, one of the first things you said when you introduced like yourself is I have no formal training. And then you went through this whole story of how much training you have, (laughs) but again, not formal. We didn't go to college get a degree you had life experience that takes you in my opinion so much farther because there's that human connection you know
2: I'm actually like and people hate on me for this I'm actually anti-college so I'm not anti-college if you want to be an anesthesiologist or a lawyer or um I get a lot of flack for having a very strong position um Mm. about being anti-school or anti-college I'm like I'm anti-formal education for the sake of education yeah Following, you know, gone is the day of where our kids and this gener. How old are your kids?
0: Yeah. Um, eight, four, and two.
2: Okay, just wait. little. I, yeah, I have a, I'm <laughs> a teenager.
0: My husband's talking about like, well, we gotta <laughs> save up for college. I'm like, but do we though? But do we? If they want to, if, if depends it depends can- on what they want to do. Yeah, my son wants to be a garbage man, so I don't know. <laughs> oh. My four year old is a he massive garbage, garbage man. man. <laughs> uh, my son.
2: My son went through that phase too. Yeah, right? I don't was, know what it
0: is. Garbage man. It's so funny. It's
2: a cool <laughs> truck. Duh. Yeah. Hello. Oh, they man. haven't smelled their job yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Jamie, I'm totally understanding of your perspective because yeah. I didn't go to college. I'm a cosmetologist. I went to beauty school. Um, I've written two books now that are both published. I coach people. I make a lot of money doing hair part-time. Like I would say by anyone's standards, like I feel pretty successful and I didn't have to go one day to college. And it's definitely not for everyone. I think it's a shame that people shame people for taking different avenues. And then the irony is like, there's so many people needed in different trade skills and now there's not enough people trained to do them like welders right. or firefighters or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it requires some amount of training, but you don't have to go to a d- traditional college. And now those industries are like dying for people And actually Mm -hmm. they can be so lucrative and so fun and so meaningful. So I think definitely open yourself up and open your kids up to the possibility of like, there's no shame in wanting to do something different and you can be successful no matter what it is. It's it's about the person, not the job. Right. Yep. I
2: agree. And hair, I mean, like I know so many hairdressers make the best entrepreneurs because they, they were like, Hey, I don't want to work for anyone else. This is why I'm doing this. And my, one of my, client my client in Vegas was a celebrity hairdresser and she charged six thousand dollars for a round of extensions and she was fully booked out like she worked one day a week because she charged had two clients and charged let's make 12 grand a day you know what I mean so like she didn't like the, the possibilities with each profession are endless but I want you to picture like an 1800s cobblestone sidewalk with all these stores so and all people are like, here's the blacksmith and here's the the butcher and here's the, the bakery and here's the pie shop or whatever the fuck they had back then. <laughs> like, here's this and here's that. Like, I want you to picture the internet like an 1800s storefront that people yeah. are just walking past and there's foot traffic and everyone has their own individual thing. The internet has given us this space to create our own digital community. And so that's what we did with Chardonnay and Slay and why my brand blew up so successfully is we brought in all business types. We created a self-sustaining ecosphere where women are buying from everyone who's a Slady boss. They're they're coming in, yes. they're like, oh, you're a, Sh- you're a Chardonnay and Slayer or you're a Slady boss or whatever. And I want to support you. Oh, you make dresses? Cool. We have clothing makers in that group. We have event planners. We have yes, we have a lot of coaches. We have a lot of online consulting, social media managers and digital product space, but we also have a lot of physical in-person product businesses that really feeds the soul of the community as everyone there has a part. And I think the internet has really opened up this, you know, 1800s type feel of like, you can specialize in something and give back to your community because everyone wants to just give back we want to do our part like I'm the person that teaches people how to make money like I'm the person that nurtures all the businesses and we have a person that manages all the events and then we have a person that does all the digital design and then we have like it's all just this specialized thing where we're all trying to find our our place and how can we give
1: back to this community does that make sense mm-hmm So those of you who know Lindsay and I know that we definitely take our mindfulness practice very seriously and very regularly. We're meditating or doing some sort of visualization or breathing exercises because obviously that's a great way to raise your vibration. And we've tried some meditation apps and stuff, but they're not that great. Um, We thought that we needed something better and something more so we tried new Calm and you guys it is awesome it's a really really cool way to up level your meditation practice Nucom gets you into a deep transcendental meditative state every time no matter if you're just starting your mindfulness practice or you have been practicing for years new Calm will allow you to make the most out of your mindfulness sessions Newcom is one of the only systems of its kind clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, boost your recovery without drugs or side effects. The Nucom system uses cutting-edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee.
0: I personally love that you can use it almost any time during the day. I've used it a couple times, once in the morning when I felt like I didn't get enough sleep the night before. And I, I use it again in the afternoon in that like afternoon slump when you feel your energy completely drained. I know I do. It's great to use that time uh, to do new calm as well, because it kind of boosts you. It recovers you. It just feels great. And I'm seeing very, very, very good benefits already. Um, so do what I did. Own the day with NuCalm. We have a special link set up specifically for our listeners. So if you go to vibinnewcalm.com, get 50% off your 30-day subscription of NuCalm and their money-back guarantee. That's vibin, nucal vibin, dot
1: Yeah. It's like going back to the old, like, tribal living of everyone in the tribe has a gift and that gift is something that they can not donate but contribute to their little society and their little ecosphere like some people are Mm -hmm. really great at basket weaving and some people are really great at getting the berries that aren't poisonous and some people are really great at hunting the food and some people are good at taking care of the kids and it takes a village and it's great when you can really use your gift and express it in a way where other people can receive it. And everyone's doing that for everyone else. I feel like that's the way it's meant to be. And I think you can tell me what you think about this, but when people always say, Oh, you have to like polish up your weaknesses and work on your weaknesses. I'm like, well, maybe your time might be better spent, like actually cultivating your gifts and your genius, because that's where you can really thrive. Like screw the weaknesses, outsource that shit. Like, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) Why be half-assed at everything when you can be great at one or two things, you know?
2: I'm That's perpetually I mean. five minutes late. And I, <laughs> I say that up front. I am always, hey, thank you for bearing with me. I'm always gracious that people are patient with me. But if I were to double down on like, oh, well, I'm late and I'm yeah, person who, you know, who's like, who is always late or unorganized. Like, no, I hired someone to be organized for me. Mm-hmm. I don't even touch my project management software. My project, my husband is my OBM and he sends me my to-do list every day. So I don't have to look at that shit. I don't want to. I'm not, it's not my zone. I can, I'm good at everything, but I don't want to. Right. That's not my thing. So double down on your strengths, man. Hire, That's why. if you have a village, hire people who are good at that skill set. We even have a weaver, by the way, in the group. (laughs) That's great that I use that example. Not a basket (laughs) weaver, but she weaves, she has literally start to finish she has goats she takes the angora fur she spindles it like fucking rumpelstiltskin and shit and then puts it on a an old loom an 1800s like loom and weaves fucking scarfs like wow. we literally
1: have a weaver in our group <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs>
0: that's incredible so I let's talk
1: about the wealth piece so we've established going for what you want to do pivoting is okay Doing your own thing is really cool. And then from there, what are some of the healing modalities or mindset shifts that are, that you've noticed are most helpful in getting to that next level? First, we have to be okay with
2: saying that we want wealth. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened in the 1800s, 1950s, I don't, wherever this rule came about that it's not polite to talk about money this old school why is it not polite to talk about money it's like it's like saying it's not polite to talk about your gifts it's not polite to talk about how amazing you are it's not polite to talk about your talents it's not like well if you talk about money and you have some more money than someone you might make them feel bad the fuck like Why don't we just heal them so that no one feels bad when talking about money? And so with being the person, so the book I'm working on is called Attention Horror, because everything says, look at me, you know, like my whole brand is all about grasping attention. But part of that is when you talk about wealth, you are going to repel people or people will come flocking to you. So it's a double-edged sword of, I mean, I was at a networking event right before the shutdown and it was like, I asked her like what she sold her magazine for because she had a a local woman had a magazine and she sold it. And I was like, cool, what'd you sell it for? I want to know because I'm building a magazine. So how much can I sell that shit for later? (laughs) You know? And I was like, it's like, oh, you can't ask me that. I was like, she was like so offended you guys. (laughs) <laughs> and here I am thinking I'm in a safe space talking to other business owners, talking about money, but I was like, "Wow, it's deep. It runs deep in the programming of talking about wealth is bad. I'm like, but why? why did someone decide that you're only valuable if you have money, and if you don't have money, then you're not valuable, or you're not allowed to feel really good about money if you don't have any of it like." Why did we start assuming that all poor people are angry at rich people? And when did poor people stop, start being so angry with people that had money? So there's this, this huge, like we were talking before the call, there's this huge, deep ingrained, it's never really about money. It's about inadequacies. It's about validation. It's about self-worth issues. It's about generational trauma that's being passed down and generational lack that's actually changed the DNA that's been passed down from your ancestors to you eight generations up has you know think about our grandparents that went through the great depression and experienced extreme lack and you know we might have had that poor grandma that this is me the poor grandma who went through the depression as a kid and saved every Ziploc bag. Every cereal box was reused for something. Everything had a purpose, not in like a hoarding way, but she reused everything. And my mom still to this day reuses old cereal bags, like as if it's a fucking Ziploc bag. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? I mean, no, go wrong. She does it now because she's trying to save the planet. And I applaud her for that. But like, if you're doing it because you don't want to, like, you can't afford a Ziploc bag, like... Let's talk about how we can get you some more money. <laughs> you know, Like there is so much money out there in the world. And if you look at money as energy, and if energy is always expanding, then money is always growing. Why does our economy cr- keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing? Why does the stock market keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing? When the big bang happened, it was a, an extreme amount of energy that set everything on this, we're, we're literally flying through space right now on a giant ball of rock mm-hmm. that could be hit by a giant ball of fire at any moment. And we're, we're flying right now. We're literally flying through space and we have been flying through space since the big bang. So if you look at energy as it's always in motion, as it's always expanding, then you have to look at money that way yeah. because money is always expanding. The internet is infinite like, it's like the fucking universe out there. It is always expanding. Opportunity is expanding. It means little towns, like the 1850s towns I talked about on the internet, there's an infinite number of real estate that can be picked up on the internet. There's an infinite number of your own space in the digital world that you can pick up and grab and it's fucking free or $40 a month or whatever you pay for your internet service. Like, like it's free. You can go out there and create your own village, your own tribe, your own digital footprint. In the, But if you look at it as something that's actually tangible, you think about, oh, I'm creating a village. I'm creating a town here. I'm creating something that is a digital community. It's a, it's, a, it's a real estate space, just like any real estate that is here on the physical world. It's just as valuable, if not more so than actual physical real estate because there's a lot of real estate that isn't worth shit bumfuck Kentucky nobody wants to live there you could buy like an acre for like five grand so like who
0: cares (laughs) shout out to all Kentucky listeners (laughs)
2: hey I'm loud I'm still here for a reason because I love it so much but right right but like if you look at money as because we have the internet now now it can be created infinitely because it's an exchange of value and now you have this digital footprint that you can create yourself for yourself this digital village where you can sell to people their products and they can sell you their products and you can create your own little economy and ecosphere it's literally the same as buying a plot of real estate and creating creating your own village in the physical world and it's the same amount of value and so if you can bring value to people they will keep coming back and buying most of our customers are repeat customers they come through our funnel. They start with a low cost program and they work up and they buy the next program. And then they buy the next program because they get results. And then they want to work with me privately. And it's because we've created just a place where people want to live. They want to be there. And, but everyone can do that. Everyone can create that because, or be a part of that. Cause not everyone wants to be the leader. You know, not everyone is born to be the mayor of a town, <laughs> you know, but But everyone has a a chance to be a part of the digital currency space that is going on in the world, whether you're creating digital products, info products, which is like a $70 billion a year industry, or if you're selling your physical products on the internet. If you watch Shark Tank now, 90% of the people that get a spot on there are like, well, how'd you make all these sales so quickly? And they're like, social media, social media. They have a physical product, but they're like, we went viral on TikTok. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're selling physical shit, but they're using this digital footprint that they have created, this community, this space that they have built for themselves.
1: Yeah. We want to take a moment to introduce you to another one of our awesome sponsors, BetterHelp, which is a platform that connects you online to therapists and counselors who are certified, trained, professional Awesome human beings who can help you to achieve more happiness or help you get unstuck, help you with your anxiety, your depression, whatever it is that you feel like you need support with in your life. There are therapists on BetterHelp who probably specialize in supporting people in this way. It's really cool because you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Um, They have a broad range of experts available, which is really cool because even if there's not someone locally available that specializes in what you need, chances are there's someone on BetterHelp who can help you. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send messages back and forth to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional talk therapy. BetterHelp wants you to start
0: living a happier life today. It's committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that it makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. So if you guys want to connect with this service, we highly, highly recommend it. If you want to go to betterhelp.com slash vibin, that's betterhel pcom slash V I B I N, you guys get ten percent off your first month. Great resource, great thing to know about. Go check
1: it out. That's sorry, it's kind of a I lot. like I like the mayor analogy. <laughs> Not everybody wants to be the mayor per se, but you can definitely find a spot in that town where you will thrive. You can be the we- the basket weaver. Yes. <laughs> Good old basket weaving. <laughs> we love that. We're bringing it back. <laughs> Honestly, I think we do need to bring back more handcrafted. Look, I took basket weaving in
0: high school and it was one of the coolest classes. And I was like, how do I do this at home? It was just an art class. We did basket weaving. We did pottery. We did like all kinds of, stuff. of pottery. And I was like, I want to do all of this forever. Like, just put me in That's a little awesome. village. Give me some baskets. I'll start weaving the crap out of them. But yeah. I do love it. I love it. And I pottery. love pottery.
2: I did pottery in high school. And I was like, this is yeah. so fucking cool.
0: There's, Where's there's the a giant oven? There's a $30 like, pottery wheel at Walmart for kids. And I want it so bad. I,
2: I might just excited. get it for
0: my kids. you were going to
2: tell me you had it and it was great. Because I'm always scared to buy those things. I know.
0: But, you know return policies are there for a reason. That's true. I need you to tell me. Change your mind, return the thing, (laughs) live your life, girl. Okay. So I have a lot, Kelsey, where are we at in time? Because I have a really good question, but I kind of want to save it for the Patreon. Well, we have like 13 minutes, so let's keep going and
1: then keep going for a few more minutes.
0: Okay. So what is the first question, I guess, that you tell people if it comes out this way? I always love asking questions. Let's turn inward more. Let's ask ourselves some more questions. Let's ask why not. Let's ask what's possible, why we feel a certain way. So do you have a question that you would encourage people to ask when they're beginning to change their money story or where the desire is to change what's going on with money? Where would you start? Mm, My favorite, it's a
2: series of questions and I ask it all the time. Um, It's one of my favorite, I think most powerful little coaching series um, and I give it away for free. It's on my podcast. It's not like something that's like some top secret. Oh, but this is one of the most powerful things that you can ever ask yourself. So I want you to picture someone you look up to deeply, a celebrity, someone you look up to that has a lot of money that's successful. It doesn't have to be a celebrity, it can be a business owner or whatever. You know what I mean? Everyone feels like an influencer or celebrity now that has money that's on the internet. But someone that you look up to that's fucking just like the epicenter of your queen, your goddess. I use Beyonce. Because it's so like everybody relates to Beyonce, no matter your background, people are like, Oh, she's Beyonce. I get it. She's you goals. Know, like, she's just goals. Like, that's it. She's goals. Yeah. I'm Lady Gaga is my mother and Dolly Parton is my grandmother. Mm, so that's my, no, I'm the purple, family. purple Dolly. <laughs> and so <laughs> I ask your. I always ask people because the answers are always the same. And so this, if you can ask yourself, do you believe in a higher power? The answer is almost always yes. It doesn't have to be God, but almost everyone I talk to has some form. There are very few atheists that follow me. So, like, they believe in some form of spirituality or a higher power or God or religion or whatever. And, like, okay, cool. You believe in a higher power. Do you believe that that higher power created us all equally? Like, in his image, her image, God's image, whatever, universe. Do you believe that we were all created with magic? And they're always like, yeah we're, we're all God's children or whatever bullshit they say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're all created equally. Well, it's not bullshit. It's true. But like whatever a little phrase you use to say, yeah, we were all created equal. We're all like equal citizens of this universe. And we were all created with magic and talent. Cause you tell your kids that, right? Like we were all created equally. You have unique magic. I'm like, okay, cool. So do you believe in free will? Do you believe that that creator Created us equally, but also gave us free will to choose. People are like, yeah, I could kill my husband tomorrow if I wanted to.
1: (laughs) Great example.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While I say that, when I have like the saint, perfect saint of a husband, he's amazing. Uh, But like, yeah, you have the free will to do anything or say anything or think anything that you choose. You have free will. So we believe in free will. So we have agreed on some things here, right? We have agreed, one, that you have free will to choose your thoughts and your actions. Two, we were all created equally, right? We were all created equally. We can choose our thoughts and actions. So then I'll ask, why are you choosing to believe that you are somehow different or separate or not created with the same magic that created Beyonce? Why are you choosing to believe that she is separate or better than you? Why are you being an asshole to yourself? You have free will. You told me you have free will. so. You could choose something different because you have free will. Those thoughts weren't, these are the thoughts you have to have. No one is telling you, you have to have those thoughts. And those are the only thoughts that you can think is that I'm not magical. And I, you were created with the same magic that created Beyonce. You had the equal amount of magic that created, it's different magic. I mean, I know I can't mm-hmm. dance like that or sing like that <laughs> or any of the things like that, but like it's different magic but it's an equal amount of magic. And for you to choose to think otherwise is hypocritical to every belief that we just set up that you said you believed. It stands against everything you've just said you believe to be true. So why are you doing that to yourself? That's mean, stop being a dick to yourself. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes and the whole stop being a dick to yourself part it's like when you do adopt that spiritual mentality of we're all one like hurting yourself is the same as hurting another person but you don't hurt other people on purpose so why do you hurt yourself on purpose and it go- the same yep. goes for life self like self-sacrificing like oh I help this people but it's a, but it's at my own detriment like so if you do the math that person got helped but you got hurt so nothing changed you didn't help anybody by doing that if you're nope. still hurting yourself. So it's like mathematically speaking, if you're hurting yourself, you're hurting people on this planet because you are a person on this planet. So yeah. cut that shit out. I know. Well, and knowledge is
0: everything. So I'm, I agree. I'm a hypnotherapist. So I have, I have to think about like the stuff that they didn't know they believed, you know, the stuff that was going on in the background. So there's a lot to be said for like if yesterday you had no idea about this stuff, you're off the hook today, you know, today, yeah. Yeah, you know. today you have the knowledge today. You have the ability to make the decision. You have every opportunity to start to change. What is that saying? Like change 1% every day. Even if you only change 1% better every single day, you're still going to get there. Of course, that's not necessarily enough for most people, but everyone can do 1%. You know, mm-hmm. there is something you can do to start changing those conscious and unconscious beliefs about money, relationships, Worthiness, which it all kind of comes down to worthiness, doesn't
2: it? It all comes down. But also like success or growth isn't Mm. linear. Right. Give your give yourself permission to take three massive steps forward and two steps back. You're still one step ahead of where you were six months ago. So people get life happens to all of us. Especially this year. It happened to all of us, right? (sighs) I mean, Boy. like being stuck in the house with three kids, I'm like, fuck, God, we have to move. We need a bigger house. Get them away from me. Uh,
0: I need a she I run- shed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need
2: a she shed. How do <laughs> I run this business with them in my house? They won't leave me alone. Right. Um, so we all have life that happens to us, but how we respond to it is all different. And so if we're all going through equal amounts of shit, just different shit, but equal amounts of shit, what separates the top 1%? It's the mm-hmm. ones that keep going. So how do you keep going? When you fall down, the successful quote-unquote people aren't the ones going into the guilt-shame cycle of, well, I failed, I fucked up, I dropped the ball, and now I'm now it's too late. No, it's not. Yeah. You didn't fuck it up. You can't fuck it up. You can only fuck it up by staying there. Down. You're not going to help anyone by staying down and feeling bad for yourself. Like, oh... Well, I fucked it up. So now I guess I'm just here. I can't grow anymore. I can't like, I used to use this in a fitness coach world. Like you ate a whole tub of ice cream. Well, fuck it. I'm just not going to work out tomorrow because I just ate a whole tub of ice cream last night. Well, I've already ruined my whole week. I'll just start again on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do people wait till Monday?
0: Right. Right. What is that? Or like the magic 2021, when that hits, it's like everything's going to be fine. But there is a certain amount of energy, like fresh slate, clean slate energy that comes from the start of the week or the start of a new year that can have some kind of power, but there's no magic fix. There's a trick we do in hypnosis where if you want to quit smoking and somebody comes in and they're like, oh, I, I smoked a pack. I tried to quit. I smoked a pack. And be like, you only smoked a pack. Great job! Like, it's only one pack. Well done. So it's, it's only good. one tub of ice cream. Good for you. Right? <laughs> true. It's so true. And I'm like, it's so, it's all about perception. Come on. Well, people
2: will do that in business with their launches, and they're like, mm-hmm. I only got twenty five people in right? my launch. I'm like, only. You, you got an twenty five people. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's 25 humans that you get to help. That's awesome. Well, my last launch was 50 and life happened this time. Get over it. Don't bad for yourself because you didn't show up the same way you did last time.
0: What can you take to the
1: next launch that you learned this time? (laughs) People don't give credit to nature and the natural ebb and flow of life. Like your business is going to have seasons. That doesn't mean you did something wrong. It doesn't mean it's not working. It's just how nature works. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the leaves fall from the trees. Sometimes the leaves grow on the trees. Like nature applies to all areas of life.
2: Sometimes your cat eats the leaves on the tree. <laughs> we call her the wealth the wop kitty, the wealthy and paid kitty. Oh but, my gosh. But um she eats my money tree, so she's re- she's like the richest cat in the world. So. <laughs> she literally
0: eats my cats the money have not money eaten my money tree. It's it's in a place they can't go though, so that's probably why.
2: It's still thriving. It's just got cat little nibbles all
0: over it. <laughs> if so you you even that's luckier, maybe that's luckier. I know,
2: I was like, that's probably what cats are meant to do that's probably what the plant is there in this planet to be and in, being in a store you know maybe it's meant to feed cats I don't know
1: <laughs> if you guys like stop what? why are they talking about money trees it's because you need to go on our patreon so you can see our actual money trees instead of just listening to us um so yeah, yeah. that's where the video is in case you're wondering how we got started on money trees Jane is showing us (laughs) her lovely nibbled up money tree, (laughs) which apparently is still performing great for you because you have plenty of money, regardless of the nibbled up
2: leaves. I get a new one every year. Um, I I try to get a bigger one every year symbolically. Like this bigger than last year's money tree. You can also see my purple teacups.
0: I love it. I drink tea. Hi tea. (laughs) I love it. I'm still on coffee over here. It's early. (laughs) Oh yeah. Vegas. Mm -hmm. Three hours
1: behind right living in the past Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah right
2: <laughs> but i think i wanted to leave you with this though with yeah. money and and build yourself a and i'm training on this tomorrow but i i'm also something i'm excited to talk about is build your own little money shrine get you get yourself a yeah. money tree get yourself a journal that's just for wealth that's literally just dedicated to your practice around building wealth and and changing your mindset around wealth or money because we do things for money that don't serve us. We, we aren't respectful to our money in the way that we spend it. We spend it out of ego or healing wounds or whatever. And money's not meant to do that. Money is, they call it currency because it is a current that is meant to keep circulating, but it's not meant to keep circulating like pouring the whole, like, I want you to think of me pouring my teapot. So if you're on Patreon, you'll be able to see this, like, this is a current flow of money. But if I were to like, just over, like, get <laughs> so pour nervous.
1: All, <laughs> pour all of my money out,
2: you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. because I'm needing to do something or buy something or feel better in this moment, then that's not a loving energy with money. So how if would you, you can, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, like just stay in the current and the flow of it.
0: A good way that I tell people to think of it is like, would you treat a close friend this way? Like how, what are you expecting from money? What do you think money is expecting from you? Like it is, it is a co-creative relationship. It has to be because we are energy and so is money. So like how would you describe it if you were talking about a person would you be afraid of it? Would you be uncomfortable? Would you be, you know, that person doesn't want to come around if you feel uncomfortable around it or afraid of it, but mm-hmm. if you're, or if you're grabbing at it every time it comes over. <laughs> so think of it as like oh. a close friend that you're inviting for tea and, you know, and just enjoying the moment and, and filling your soul and, you know, fulfilling you in a way that, that it's kind of meant to. Money's a resource mm-hmm. and it's, and- it's supposed to bring you things that feed you.
2: And look at my teacup. So I know you can't see this, but I'm going to just try and describe it. I have a teacup full of maca and black tea mix, and I just poured it to the top. I just filled it to the top. Now I'm going to keep flowing, and I'm going to pour it, but I can't pour because it'll overflow. I can't Mm -hmm. keep pouring, or I'll run out, right, Mm -hmm. over here. So I have to drink it. I have to receive. Mm -hmm. I have to enjoy it. Exactly. I have to enjoy it. So I'm going to drink my tea and there I enjoyed it. But once I get down to the bottom of that, I'm going to need to fill my cup back up. But who's filling this? Yeah. I'm going to need to take a break and stop and go fill my pot, my teapot again. Mm -hmm. Because once I run out of tea in my teapot, then I can't fill my teacup that my teacup is then filling me. And then I'm then peeing into the toilet.
1: (laughs) It comes full circle, guys. Full circle. But (laughs) water is
2: water. I I use water to teach money because people understand the current of a river. They understand the flow that all all rivers lead to the ocean. They understand how water works and that it's always raining down on us and cycling back through and water has memory. Um, Your money relationship is Mm -hmm. how can you keep filling this cup? while also filling your pot, while also you can't hoard water in your body forever. It's going to, you're going to sweat it out. You're going to pee it out. So it's going back into the universe. It's going back into the earth and it's going back to a water treatment plant that's then going to get turned into drinkable water for someone one day. You know what I mean? Like it's all cyclical, but the reason why they call it currency is because it is a current. And I think that's the most powerful word that I learned about money. I was like, Oh, so if you're like, Oh, I don't want to hire this coach or I don't want to buy the course or I don't want to hire that. One of the biggest problems, it's not, especially in the coaching world, isn't fear of investing in mentors or coaches or whatever. Cause coaches usually invest in their own coaching, but people are so afraid to spend money on the wrong team members right? or to spend like,
1: you guys, I didn't build a million dollar company by myself attention ladies who are on a self-love journey and who are ready to go on the trip of a lifetime i have to tell you guys about my radical self-love retreat coming up january 2021 so very soon there are only a couple of spots left and i want to make sure the perfect women get inside so i'm going to tell you guys about it it's six days all-inclusive The theme is obviously radical self-love. So I'll be teaching you all the best practices and principles and we'll be doing them in real time of how to love yourself deeper than ever before, how to accept the parts of you that maybe you've pushed away, suppressed or denied. Um, You're gonna be connecting with like-minded women. I think that's one of the most awesome parts of the retreat. You'll be enjoying the warm, sunny beaches of Mexico. Who can complain about that? And you get to hang out with me For a week. So there's only a couple of spots left. This retreat is the second one of its kind. It will be seriously magical and amazing, especially after this super hard, heavy, restrictive year. And I was actually just in Mexico. Traveling to and from there was fine from the States. So as of now, we're good to go. I'm really excited for this trip. I do have backup dates planned if anything weird happens last minute, but. For now, we should be good to go in January. It's going to be so fun, so magical. Six days of healing, transformation, up-leveling, fun, adventure, and just getting out and seeing the world again. So if you're like, yes, I need this. I'm ready. I'm down. I want to connect with like-minded women. I want to up-level my life. I want to heal and feel better in paradise. Then visit kelseyaida.com/retreat to see what last year's retreat was like. There's pictures and videos up there. You can see pictures of the house that we're staying in. It is gorgeous, and you can also apply there. So go to kelseyaida.com/retreat. Apply today. We'll hop on a little video call and see if it's a good fit. There's only two spots left, so hurry, hurry!
0: Like yeah.
2: hiring people, letting go of control of their baby, of like trusting other people to serve their business, but it's also like, oh, am I really paying my publicist six grand a month? Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like instead of saying, I am grateful that I get to pay my publicist six grand a month. Yep. does That make sense. Like there are so many people that, that led me to this moment and it wasn't just my mentors or coaches, team members paying them well, bonuses, like being in an energy of the biggest, scariest thing I ever did was Summon a Slay, spending $100,000 on an event. That was like, not knowing that if I, it would come back to me. Mm-hmm. Like just trusting. Because when I'm spending like on my business, it's like, oh, I spend, you know, a $1,000 for a sales page or copywriter or whatever, and they are going to help me with this launch. So my launch is going to cost three grand, but it's going to make me a hundred grand or whatever. Like I can see that. But with Summon a Slay, it's like, I'm spending money on something that's not a tangible return. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did end up making, I think like a hundred, like almost $200,000 in sales at summit of slay from people that just wanted to join programs and courses that we already had existing, but I didn't know that that was going to happen. Right. Like I'd never hosted a big event before. So I was like, well, we're spending a hundred thousand dollars.
0: And by trusting you allowed the universe to do some badass work. So there you go. That's the it that's go. the moral I think. I you
2: love gotta it. let go
1: of your your pee. I mean your money. <laughs> I let go of your Yeah, because what I'm hearing from you to synthesize all this into one sentence is like money needs to flow. Money is meant to flow. It's not meant to be hoarded. It's not meant to be all thrown into one place. Like if you're attracting wealth, that means you have the privilege of like delegating where it's going to go. You get to direct the mm-hmm. currents. You get to dig the holes where the water needs to flow next. Yep. And like, why wouldn't you want to have that amazing responsibility of distributing the wealth, and Yeah, it, a wealth distributor? And at
2: each level of investing in myself, it gets not easier. I just get better at like trusting myself and realizing that, yep, this is going to feel a certain way. I'm going to allow myself to feel it for a minute, but I'm going to shift those thoughts. I'm going to actively work on shifting those thoughts and trust that it's coming back. Were there investments that I've made that haven't come back to me? Yes. I've invested in some weird yeah. shit, like a Facebook messenger bot and like, you know, like I've mm-hmm. invested money in like Instagram growth that didn't work out. And it was like giveaways and, you know, I've, I've had a ton of it, quote unquote, bad investments. I've had bad mentors, quote unquote. They weren't bad. It's just, yeah, I don't believe it. Not a good bad. fit. Yeah, yeah. Like I've made bad investments, quote unquote, but they all—none of it was bad. You can't fuck up money. If you can understand that—that you can't—if you look at, oh, I invested something in a mentor that wasn't a good fit, or a team member. This is a big one for people when they're starting to scale. Oh, a team member that wasn't a good fit. I spent all that money on her, and they didn't work out. I'm like, money. The universe doesn't care how you release the money. It's gonna send it back to you if you are in the energy of receiving doesn't matter how you let it go. So just because, but if you close that off, you become closed. You stop letting money flow because of that experience. The universe is going to stop sending it to you because you have just cut off the flow of your current, your water flow, your money flow has cut off because you got traumatized and you said, I'm not going to hire again because this girl was a bitch or this coach was a bitch or she didn't get me the results or Whatever. Like whoever you're cutting yourself off from, guys, then every single person I've known that has quote unquote made it has made really shitty investments and they still kept investing in themselves. You gotta, you gotta release money. to gotta receive risk
1: it. it for the biscuit.
2: That's, That's what right.
1: always says, my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> risk like, it got for gotta, the biscuit. got risk it for the biscuit, girlfriend. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's a good so, motto to live by. So
0: where can people learn more about you? Um, I just love you to death. I think that everything you've been saying is exactly what people need to hear, especially right now. So where can people learn more about how to work with you and what you offer? You
2: can find me at playcoach.com with my high tea. Is that tea tea caffeinated? It is. It is caffeinated and I feel great. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) So I drink a lot of tea. Um, I kind of cut out coffee this year because I was having like dizzy spells with yeah. it and t- raced heart rate and stuff. So uh, you can find me at slaycoach.com. We are actually, I've only mentioned this once before and I haven't mentioned it to my audience yet, but I, why not tell you guys? We are rebranding Chardonnay and Slay. So we, my husband's so pissed. He was like, we paid $2,000 for that trademark. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> um, so we are rebranding to Slady Boss um, for the events, if we ever get to have events again. So our networking events will commence whenever COVID lets us, but it's going to be Slady Boss. The community is going to be Slady Boss. Um, a new Instagram page, the podcast, everything is going to be Slady Boss. We want it to feel really inclusive, even for my sober friends, because we've had podcasts on sobriety on Chardonnay and Slay. And I know, um, some I have so many friends that are either on a sober period or a sober journey and I was like Chardonnay and Slay was originally meant to make people feel comfortable in a a networking setting because like just I wanted it to sound laid back like have some Chardonnay and come learn how to slay with me um so but it no longer feels inclusive for me so we are rebranding everything to Slady Boss so the podcast will be Slady Boss but right now you can find me on Chardonnay and Slay is the Still the name of the podcast till January first, and um the slay coach on Instagram and TikTok and all the things.
1: Fun! Thank you for being Yay. here. Thank you for sharing for your me. awesome energy and having this fun conversation with us. Because I know it's going to help lots of people and give them that little little push. Like I'm yes, super grateful. Why? You, you know? You can buy. <laughs> you can fly. You can do it. So yeah, thanks for being here. You're awesome. We love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time, your energy, your analogy. I love the water analogy. Need yes. You have to let it go. You have to pee. Yes, <laughs> You have to <laughs> pee. It's true. If you drink too much water and you don't pee, you will actually die. You that has to happened infection. to humans before. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You drink or your bladder too much water, water at one time, you'll just drown yourself. Gross. Right. Gross. not good. You gotta let There's it go. a Grey's
0: Anatomy episode about that, and it's pretty dark.
1: <laughs> okay, oh. you guys, go pee. <laughs> Pee with your money in the best ways possible. Yes. We love you. Have a great week. Wait, tag me yeah, yeah, on yeah.
2: Instagram stories about your pee analogy and say, I'm releasing the money.
1: <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be hilarious.
0: <laughs> Thank oh, you so man. much for joining us. Jamie King, the sleigh queen. Oh, that kind of, wait a minute. Hold what on. Jamie that, King, the sleigh queen. King. I know it kind of works, right? What? The royalty cup. You got a royal cup. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks, you guys. Thank you we so will see much. you very, very soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join.
1: We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside.